welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is our week eight preview. I'm Liam, your host, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick. Patrick, mate, how are you doing after a, uh, a pretty good Thursday night football? Yeah, good. That was the, do you reckon, best one of the season? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it was, especially with all the stuff that went down before, you know, with JJ Watt's injury, Devontae Adams, the centre for the Cardinals. You had uh, Lazard out as well. Two coaches were out, so I think the whole story made it a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What are your thoughts on it? Obviously, on Twitter, we both picked the same. We both went for uh, Packers plus six and a half. I guess our logic was purely Aaron Rodgers with six and a half points. It's too good to turn down. Uh, were you worried at all watching the game back at any point, or were you pretty confident? I think on the on the floor, their run game was uh, was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I wasn't worried about the spread at all, especially as it got into the second half. I thought this is a, just a field goal game. You could just feel it, couldn't you? All the way yeah. through. I thought AJ Dillon was absolutely awesome. Perhaps this is his. I think he's got more yards previously in the game, but I thought when he was running, they really controlled the game and controlled the clock. I think he was at like five yards average, but just overall, the game was so good. And I think like the Cardinals, it's probably kind of the worst that they've looked on offense, but kind of they come out of it with me for maybe a little bit more credit because they were pretty bad on offense. But actually, yeah, yeah. Mate, they had the play to win the game at the end of the day. I actually thought they was going to win. I, I gave myself a tiny bit of spoilers. Like, I didn't see the score, but I was watching it in 40 minutes on the laptop and I happened to touch the mouse on the last drive <laughs> and could see that the video was going to end in two minutes. I was like, right, it's not going to overtime. I was like, the Cardinals are going to win here. And then it came, obviously, and then, then Russell Douglas, Super Bowl champion, by the way, with the Philadelphia Eagles. He luckily kind of got the interception, didn't he? Because I don't know what AJ Green was up to. He was not expecting that ball, was he? <laughs> no, he didn't even look around on the route then until afterwards, until the ball had already been lost, I think. But that, that mate, that was a 99-yard drive. Well, pretty yeah, much yeah. 90, 96 it turned out in the end, didn't it? But that was, yeah, yeah, great by the Cardinals. But back to the Packers, thought Aaron Rodgers was awesome, to be honest. Uh, just dissecting and using what he had. I mean, Cobb had a few catches, didn't he, overall? But I just think what with what he got given, I mean, Aaron Jones got a lot of touches through the passes, but then it was just all split between Tonyan do you want Winfrey? Do you know what I mean? It's like St. Brown got a couple of big short catches. It was, yeah, yeah. It was a great game overall. Yeah, I agree. Cardinals defence at times, and, and I know it's not good receivers, but uh, they impressed me again. I think the offence, like you said, was probably the worst it's been. Uh, but I think Packers, we've been saying it the whole season, haven't we? How underrated they are. And I think this shows it again. They're missing, I think when I looked at the stats, they're missing 62% of their receiving yards. Uh, in terms of Lazard, uh, the other guy, and then um, obviously Devontae Adams. So you're missing that level of offence, and you can still go and beat a team that hasn't lost all season. And you can do it in different ways. Did it on the ground, did it with screen passes, did it with some tight end rollouts. And their defence, uh, there was a middle stretch, weren't there, where after they scored, I think the, the Cardinals had three drives and they got a total of three yards. So your defence steps up against an offence and a quarterback that's played pretty well. So I think... That, yeah, I agree with you that it's not as bad as what people will say for the Cardinals, but I actually think it's more impressive than people will give credit for for the Packers. I think this is one of the biggest wins of the season just because of the circumstance. Yeah, absolutely. And 
you know, looking ahead to the playoffs, this is a big win for head-to-head, isn't it, as well? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, it is. They're going to be right up there. If, uh, if things we've seen so far carry on, they're going to be right up there, aren't they, for the one seat? But yeah, good win. Uh, and Rogers going nuts on the sideline was uh, something I can uh, can appreciate. So, yeah, definitely. And we're both 1-0 one, one and oh to start the week, which is always nice after Thursday night football, isn't it, to get that. Mate, I'm going 15-0 this week. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, let's move to the early games on Sunday then. Uh, one of the toughest, one, probably the toughest game, I think, in terms of spread for me. There's two. This is one of them. Uh, Panthers at Falcons. Falcons minus three. Uh, obviously, they are the home team. Falcons doors tend tend ways to uh, to beat themselves when it comes to being a, a home favourite. But Sam Darnold's looked pretty bad the last few weeks. Uh, I think he was PFF's gr- lowest grade quarterback last week. Turnovers nearly every week now since week two. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Because uh, it's too... I think Falcons may be better than they looked early in the year, but I still don't think this is two great football teams. No, it's not. Um, but what I would say is I think Matt Ryan is playing a lot better than he's getting credit for. He's looked really, really good in the last kind of three or four games for the Panthers. So I actually... You said the trouble. When I saw... Obviously, you send me this just as you kind of come online and press record. So I was looking and thought, I'll take that with the with the Falcons. I quite like that. I like them yeah. to win the game. I think Donald... Is Donald starting, by the way? They're not mentioning anything about PJ Walker. I mean, he was terrible anyway when he came in. <laughs> Walker, yeah, but... apparently they're still going with him, apparently. So. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine they'd go with Donald and they'd need to see a reaction. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy to take the Falcons minus three. I think Pitts is looking... Good again. That was his best game, wasn't it, last week? So, no, I'm happy. I'll take the Falcons minus three. Nice. Yeah, I'm uh, also going to uh, going to take the Falcons minus three. Uh, I agree with everything you said there. I think Matt Ryan, uh, part of week one, I think he's played a, a pretty good season, pretty consistent, especially in the red zone. Some of his passes to, to Cordell Patterson that we've spoken about have been pretty good. Pitts had his biggest week last week, so yeah. I think I'm with you on that one. I think the Falcons have a little bit too much on offence, and I think Darnold needs to show some sort of form again. Uh, which I guess Jets fans will be saying uh, that's not going to come, is it? So, yeah, I'll go with Falcons uh, minus three as well. Uh, let's go to the next game then. Little divisional matchup here. We're, we've got a much bigger spread. Dolphins at Bills, going all the way up to Buffalo. Uh, Bills minus 13 and a half at home. Two are confirmed, obviously, still as the starter. Flores also now saying that two will start for the whole season. I guess the case for this one is. Is there going to be a backdoor cover? Can the Dolphins score enough to keep up with the Bills? Can their defence stop enough? And I found this one difficult because I know we don't like the Dolphins, but they don't really get blown out that much, do they? They don't necessarily win these games and they're disappointing on offence, but they do tend to put up enough points to stay a little bit close. I think this is a bit of a worry for me because the Bills uh, look great against the Chiefs, but then look pretty poor against the Titans, I think. Yeah, this is probably the hardest of the week because obviously we don't fully expect Buffalo to win this game handily at home. And probably the game is never going to be in doubt after kind of the midway through the second quarter sort of thing. But yeah, man, the Dolphins are scoring. They can they're moving the ball steadily with yeah. Tua at quarterback, which believe leads me to believe that they can kind of keep up and probably cover the spread eventually. I expect them to never actually be in this game to win it. So. I'm happy. I'm going to take the Dolphins, you know, I'm going to take the Dolphins and the points, but I don't think they're going to come close to kind of winning or an upset. And I just think it's going to be another one of those kind of 
weeks where the Dolphins look at what the hell are we doing sort of thing and and another week towards kind of somebody who is going to lose their job. So, yeah. yeah, I'm losing my confidence a little bit in uh, how long Flores is going to be there at the moment. Which is but sad. the what the Watson thing's gone silent, hasn't it? Yeah, well, I saw a report that they're waiting for the court cases to be resolved before they do a trade. You're like, well, you ain't doing one by next week, then, are you? <laughs> no, so that's over for this deadline, isn't it? Now it seems. Yeah, it seems, yeah, I would agree. It seems like two is the man. Uh, our first difference of the week, then, I'm going to go Bills, just because I think of the offence. I do think the Dolphins could backdoor cover this late in the game. That would be my worry. Uh, somewhere between a 10-point game and a 17-point game, I think, is where I see it. So I'm just going to go the opposite to you, lean on the Bills, lean on a bit of Josh Allen, obviously coming off their bye, aren't they, as well? So, uh, yeah, I'll go Bills and hope they can score enough points and get after two or a little bit, because uh, there's still some injuries in there for the weapons for the Dolphins, so Let's see if uh, the Bills can can take advantage. But yeah, I'm not sure how high scoring that game will be. I think if the Bills score loads, it could be a fun game. But I think if the Bills get off to a slow start, it could be a bit of a slugfest into the second half. I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. Two defensive uh, defensive coaches, obviously. Uh, let's go to the next one then. This line was uh, a bit surprising to me. I thought it might be a bit bigger than this. Um, 49ers at the Bears. 49ers on the road though, but 49ers are favoured by three and a half. Uh, so they get past the hook, get over the three. For me, this is two not very good football teams. <laughs> Against the Colts, 49ers really disappointed me. Uh, unlike them, they kind of got away from the run a lot earlier than I thought they were going to do, uh, which was a bit strange for me to watch, especially someone who has Mitchell in their uh, one of their fantasy teams. But yeah, I thought that was a bit weird. The passing game still looked poor. Both quarterbacks allegedly have some form of injury, which is not ideal. Uh, but it looks like Jimmy G is going to start. Uh, the Bears, Justin Fields, five turnovers last week. I think it was three interceptions, two fumbles. So he had a bad week. They need to bounce back in the passing game. And I just think this could be a bit of an ugly one. Um, I'm just debating, do you do you take those points in an ugly game or not? I'm not sure which offense is better right now. Um, what's your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that is the ultimate question, which offense is better. Can I just read you something, right, from uh, the 49ers Colts? Here we go. So, Debo Samuel. He's having a great season, by the way. Not really spoke about it much. Seven catches, 100 yards, right? So, forget yeah. about Debo Samuel now. You've got Charlie Verner, two catches. Sanu, one catch. Jim Hasty, Hastie, three catches. Trent Sherfield, one catch. Ross Dwelly, one catch. And then Brandon Ayuk, bottom of the list, one catch for six yards. Mate, what are those weapons and why the hell are they not getting more out of Brandon Ayuk? It seems yeah. crazy to me. I know like he must have some, I don't know whether he's got a bit of an attitude problem with, not in general, just with the with Shanahan. But, mate, if he's meant to be a genius, he's got to find ways to get one of your best players into the game, especially when they're down kind of like running backs and, you know, there's no most or whatever. There's no trace sermons not being used. It's You've got to find a way to get the ball in that guy's hands. I just, I don't care what what problems you've kind of got behind the scenes. Yeah, which does seem to be the case. He's even Every time he goes on the podium, seems to be <laughs> slating, slating Brandon out more. And I've got three or four 49ers fans on my timeline, especially since we started this podcast. And uh, the tweets are just hilarious now because every time he goes up there, he's just slating <laughs> Brandon Ayuk. And in the last one, I think he made a comment about his route running. Uh, and then the next question he answered a bit more diplomatically. And he mentioned that he hasn't, he, he used the words, he hasn't even hit his level of last season yet, let alone improved upon it. I was thinking like, oh, this is... 
sounds like a disaster. Brandon Ayuk, they graded as a top 20 pick because they picked him in the first round when everyone had him mocked in the second and third. They graded him a top 20 player and wide receiver number one, allegedly, in that draft class. Uh, and now they're uh, now they're not playing him. It's like almost like Dante Pettis all over again, isn't it? With the, with how he's getting treated. So yeah, I agree. I think without uh, obviously star tight end there, the weapons are pretty poor. Um, I'm just going to lean on the run game. I think I think I am going to go 49 as minus three and a half just because of the run game. Oh, are you? Uh, yeah, I think this is a tough one. I should take the Bears because I love Justin Fields, but last week with that O line didn't give me any confidence. They're going to keep him upright. Uh, I think they've had like nine sacks in the last two games. So. I'm going to go for, no, sorry, seven sacks in the last two games. So I'm going to go 49ers, I think, minus three and a half on the road. I'm going the Bears just because when I was reading that list out, I thought, my God, that's not very good. I'd expect uh, Debo to have another huge week, but yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go the Bears. I think Fields has a bounce back game, and when I say bounce back game, just not as bad as last week. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be a start. That's two differences from three already. So I can see your strategy. Yeah? You're going to go I, th- I think this is a great slate of games. By the way, I really like the 49ers Bears game. I think it's actually pretty pivotal in the uh, seasons of the 49ers. Bears can get back to 500 as well. But if the 49ers lose this, it's two and five, and you can forget it. I don't know how I don't know how good of a game it is, <laughs> but I agree it's a big game. Story, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a big story. Yeah, Carl Shanahan uh, under five hundred in terms of uh, winning record as a head coach, so definitely, definitely under fire there a little bit. I think absolutely. Uh, next one then, another divisional matchup: Steelers at the Browns. I haven't actually checked this week, but I assume this is the Sky game, uh, but it might not be. Uh, Browns minus three and a half at home. Uh, this line was taken this morning, and then about half an hour ago, 20 minutes ago, it was confirmed that Baker Mayfield's going to practice today. So I don't know if the line's going to dramatically change, but we'll, we'll stick with three and a half because it's off the board at the moment. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I think about a month ago, this line would have been about Browns minus six and a half, but the season seemed to have turned a little bit for both these teams. Yeah, it has. What do you say about Mayfield? Is he is he out or in? No, he's practicing. They haven't confirmed status, but he's practicing mm-hmm. today. So that sounds like he's going to be in, doesn't it? Yeah, it does sound like he's going to be in if he's practicing. Yeah, I was, by the way, I was surprised going on about the Sky game. This is not the Sky game, it's uh, Titans Colts, which is another. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense, nice. yeah. Mm, well, this is a, mate, this is tough with. What about Chubb and Hunt today? I've not really seen much of the injury report this week. Chubb's going to play, hands out. Chubb's going to play. Yeah. yeah, I like the Browns then, mate. If Chubb's going to play and. Love the Ernest Johnson as kind of like in the hunt role, and Mayfield may or may not be back. I just don't like the Steelers' offense as we've spoken about every single week. <laughs> so I, I just I think I can just trust the Browns. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of defense, a lot of running back play, a lot of running back passes. You should love the Steelers' offense. This is yeah, Najee Harris, Harris, mate, he's going to get about 500 touches in this game, but he's not <laughs> averaging like a kind of a great amount. I think last last time he got like 24 carries and he was averaging like just over three yards a game. I'd like to see him kind of have a bigger game than that, but he's okay catching out the backfield, but I'd like to see, just see a little bit more out of him. So obviously, I love him from Alabama. So. Yeah, I don't think the offensive line's been as bad as what we thought maybe in the summer, but I still don't think it's been great. That seems to be the main reason, doesn't it, why he's just not getting that 
Yeah. He, he's getting the touches, but yeah, he's not getting the efficiency, I guess, is the best word that, you, that you'd like. But yeah, I'm going to go with we're matching up on this one. Uh, I especially slagged off the Steelers all summer, so I got to kind of roll. <laughs> I got to roll with that. I slagged off the Cardinals and the Steelers, so I got to keep one of them going. I can't keep slagging off the Cardinals now they're, now they're good, so going to have to slag off the Steelers. Uh, yeah, I think Browns minus three and a half. I think Baker will play if he's practicing today. Um, Chubb being back is important. I don't know about the right and left tackle situation, but they round the ball with the backups pretty well last week. So I'm going to go Browns minus three and a half, I think. Um, pretty big game as well, because I think Steelers are, what, three and three? So they're right in the, the, uh, the, both these teams are right in the race for the six, seven seed at the moment. Yeah, they are. And I mean, you can't come, you can't write anything off about winning the North either, can you? I know the Bengals are kind of like the flavour of the month at the moment, and the Ravens also five and two, but. They're right in there. They are. They are. Uh, speaking of teams that are not right in there, Eagles at Lions. What do you mean? <laughs> right in there for the one pick, the first pick, actually, overall. To be That's fair. the real race, mate, let me tell you. <laughs> the race for Spencer Rattler begins here. Uh, Eagles minus three and a half then on the road. Uh, I've got to tell you where I'm going to go with this one. And we talked about it in the week, but... Uh, looking at the game overall, I just think the Lions have had a couple of close losses, haven't they? Um, obviously not a good team, but definitely a few close losses. Uh, Eagles, I thought, would be better than they were uh, last week. I think you agree. I think you picked them, didn't you, to beat the Raiders, and uh, they were pretty poor, especially on defence. Yeah, so, were. yeah, I think the Lions, pretty terrible offence, but uh, they're quite scrappy. And if they carry on with these play calls when it comes to fake punts, fake field goals, onside kicks, all these things... Uh, I just think they're going to give themselves enough points to, to do this. So I'm already going to say I'm taking the Lions plus three and a half. Uh, I like them to win the game. Get that. Get rid of the O. Just to oh, please no. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I actually don't mind the Lions. I think we mentioned last week that Khalif Raymond's having a having a good season. He had a great game last week. But someone's name that we've not mentioned on this pod at all is DeAndre Swift, who was having a really really good season. He was great last week against the Rams, especially catching out of the backfield. Not so many yards on the ground, but I can just see a lot over the middle for Hawkinson and for Swift out of the backfield for the abysmal Eagles linebackers. I'm kind of talking myself into the Lions, but, mate, the Eagles, I'm taking the Eagles. I'll tell you why, because I just think that I'm going to cry if we get beat by the Lions and we can't beat the Lions by 3.5 points. I have no other analysis to go with it other than the fact that the Eagles need to win this game because I think a bit like kind of we talk about other teams, the Dolphins are going to get fired. It's like, it's okay the Eagles have got like at the moment two top 10 picks and another one in the middle of the first round. But mate, who's going to be picking them? Who's going to be coaching them? This looks like a not a great football team from top to bottom. I think this they're actually, you know, it's not like a, a tanking situation at all. I think this, the coaching staff is obviously new. They're actually trying to win these games, and it's like they don't look like they're going to win anything at all. So, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm actually going to go for the Eagles to kind of step up this week against poorer opposition. We're usually not bad at bottom feeding. Do you know what I mean? Against the team's Below that, I'd expect Hurts to have a better day. I'd like to see Devonta Smith actually be targeted in his stride and not every catch he makes, it always seems to be two yards behind him, sort of thing. And he's 
So he's not really getting a lot of recognition as a rookie. So Hurts needs to. Uh... That, that's the uh, that's the Jane Hurts experience there. We've seen that in Alabama a little bit, haven't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm going Eagles because I think they're pretty good against the bottom feeders. And but it wouldn't shock me if the Lions won this game. I don't want no fake pumps. I love it last week. I love a fake, <laughs> but I just don't want the Eagles to be scrambling around. <laughs> Are you going to get a fake punt? Dan Campbell is getting the kneecaps out for the, for the fake punt this week, I think. Uh, question, who's got the better quarterback in this game? Oh, it's, um, I, I'd probably take Goff, mate, just because of his experience in the NFL. And I think Hurts is it's not showing a lot. I don't think he's going to be the starting quarterback next season. No, I'd agree. And I think it came out to it as well. Miles Sanders is out. For a few weeks with an ankle sprain, so he'll be missing. So you've seen what Boston Scott and uh, can't remember really the guy's name now. They'll cover, they'll cover that position a little bit. Uh, going back to Swift, by the way, uh, if you just take his receiving yards only, so only his receiving yards, he would be the the running back eight in fantasy. So if you took away all his runs and just receiving yards and receiving touchdowns, he'd be the, the eighth best running back in fantasy. That's how good he's been this season in the air, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what he's known for, isn't it? Um, he's definitely a good catcher out of the backfield. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with the Lions plus two and a half. Uh, I'm desperate for a Lions win here just so I can constantly bombard you with messages. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we don't see... Uh, we might see a Hurts to Watkins bomb after like 15 seconds, though, and this game could be, uh, could be on the way to, to be an over early, but we'll see. Uh, next game, then. Uh, another big spread, actually, on this one. Similar to last week, we had loads of big spreads. Uh, we have the Rams at the Texans. Texans are always getting these big spreads now. Rams are favoured on the road by 14. So two full touchdowns. Uh, is that spread too much? Because for me, last week, I was thinking, our oh, Texans look quite snappy here. They're fighting quite well with the Cardinals. And all of a sudden, it's 38 or 31-3 or whatever it, whatever it was. And I thought, oh, no, I've killed, absolutely killed this bet when I, when I bet on them last week. Uh, so are they going to beat me again and not be able to cover 14? What do you think? Uh, no, I'd expect him to cover it. And it'd also be nice to see the Rams back in a meaningful game because they had the Lions last week, which was, you know, the Lions were pretty frisky. But then to follow that up with the Texans is not good, is it? I'm looking ahead to next week, play the Titans Sunday night football so we can get back to evaluating the Rams properly again. The, I'm going to take the Rams minus 14. Yeah, I'm doing the same. Uh, we seem to get the Texans wrong every week. Uh, at least almost between us both. So I'm going to flip back and go away from the Texans and go back to the Rams. Two touchdowns. Stafford's playing pretty well, isn't he? Um, Cooper Cup on pace for one of the best seasons of all time for wide receiver. So I think the offense will be pretty good. Uh, there's a little bit of room that the Tyrods could come back. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, that makes it interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, that makes me more... If you told me Sunday that he was starting, I'd probably take the 14, but uh, with a hamstring injury, once he's done another day's practice today, gone through walkthroughs tomorrow, done the warm-up Sunday, you never know how that hamstring's going to feel. So I'm still going to lean Rams uh, minus 14. But I bet you the line changes. I bet you if he is announced starting on Sunday at like 12 o'clock our time, I guarantee the money will come in for them plus 14 and it'll go down a little bit. That's that, That'll be my guess. That people bet on them if they find out Tyrod's the starter. Definitely. Here's a game for you, by the way. Looking ahead to next week, week nine. 6 p.m. Dolphins Texans. <laughs> Flora's getting a dub with Tua. <laughs> That's a game I'll probably uh, pick the Texans plus whatever they are if Tyrod's playing. Ooh, the, like the, the spread's going to be amazing in that game. Depends who's at home. 
Dolphins or Saints? Miami. Yeah, what do you reckon? Seven and a half? Dolphins. Wow. Give me the text. <laughs> yeah, it might be six and a half, might it? Just, yeah, I'll probably be looking at that in the seven and a half as well. Texans fan for the day again. As long as Davis, the neck, Mills isn't playing because the neck, he's not getting anything done right now, bless him. But we'll see. See what Tyron looks like in, uh, in this week. Uh, two more games then for the early slot. Uh, let's do the worst game first. Uh, Bengals at the Jets. Uh, in America, this line's a little bit higher, I found out today. But uh, over here on Sky and William Hill, you can get Bengals minus 10. And so on the road, if you'd have asked me a year ago, the Bengals are ever going to be favoured by 10 points on the road in the next two years, I'd have said I doubt it. But here they are, incredible season, leading the division. Uh, Joey Burrow, Joey Covers against the Jets. Uh, is Bengals minus 10 almost too much of a good thing, it seems like, on paper against Zach Wilson? Actually, no, it's not against that one, is it? No, it's against Mike Smith, Western Kentucky legend. Isn't it Mike White? No, it's Mike Smith, isn't it? Yeah, it's Mike White, Mike... isn't it? Is it Mike... <laughs> Who's Mike Smith? Oh, Mike Smith's a bloody <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> that just proves you how well known uh, Mike's... Mike White is, the old QB. For the oh, funny you say that, because I actually watched his little press conference yesterday and he looked absolutely buzzing to be starting an NFL game. But are you going to bet on him? That's the question. Absolutely not. I think they're going to get absolutely <laughs> trounced by the Bengals. <laughs> not trounced. Do you know what? I mean, the Jets got absolutely whacked last week, didn't they, by like nearly 40 points? But, oh, actually, it was 40 points. It was 41 points. But, no, I, I, I'd expect um, the Bengals to cover in this game. I just can't see how Mike White can keep up with... It only takes two bombs down the field. And there's your 14 points, and I'm just not sure that the Jets can kind of claw back with... With, with, with old Smithy at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Mike Smith, that doesn't sound right, but no. You've been tweeting about Mike White like three times this week, and you still forgot his name. Yeah, I picked him up in a, in a fantasy league as well. I hope you don't start him. Get <laughs> yeah, luckily, he's an insurance policy for any like training practice broken legs. Nice. I think that's uh, about where it should be. Uh, I'm going Bengals minus 10 as well. Uh, I think this is another week where if you want to uh, take any money on Chase to be rookie of the year before the odds keep getting worse and worse, do it this week. Because I think he's going to have another huge game against this Jets secondary. So I'm going to go Bengals minus 10 as well. Joe Burrow, uh, most improved candidate Joe Burrow this year. Oh, no, sorry, comeback player of the year. Like, I know Dak's playing well, but I bet um, Joe Burrow is going to uh, shorten his odds a little bit, I think. Yeah, for me, it's right now. It's got to be Burrow, right? I don't know, stuff. <laughs> it's Burrow or Dak. And then Dak they're them. saying Dak may not play as well, aren't they, this week? So I just yeah, think like, the story of Burrow is just a little bit better. I just like it better. But if they win the division, a team like that in that division, then that would be a different story, wouldn't it? With yeah. the teams they have to face, whereas uh, Cowboys have got to play bloody Jane Hurts every week so it's easy pickings <laughs> isn't it <laughs> but yeah Bengals minus 10 for both of us there uh, one game left and this is the Sky game like you said 6 o'clock Sunday Titans v Colts Titans at Colts as well Titans are favoured on the road by one uh, this was Colts by two uh, it's all the way gone through zero now to, to Titans minus one so a lot of people betting on the Titans these games are always quite random I feel there's always big leads there's always trick plays there's always some terrible uh, interception in, the, in these AFC South matches. So, what are your thoughts here? Because this is basically picking the winner of the match, isn't it, when the spread's this small? Yeah, you're picking the winner, and if the Titans win, they've got to really blow it 
to not win the division. They'd be sat at six and two. Colts would be three and five. That's a with the, when you got the Jags and the Texans in your division, you're looking at that as however many times you got to play them left. There's there's not so many games for the Colts to catch up really. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one because the Titans have had abs- two great wins in a row, Bills and Chiefs. So you'd automatically think that you just keep using that formula of grinding in Henry and then you mix in your play action and it sometimes it can look and seem unstoppable. Yeah. Can't it? But yeah, something's telling me the Colts in this game, I don't know what it is. So I'm going Titans minus one. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with just, your, because, with your boy West. just because I had this feeling about the Colts, and I do quite like the Colts, but I thought, you know what? No, stick with your head. Go Titans minus one. I think they're a better football team all around. So I'm happy to stick with that. Jonathan Taylor, though, another running back having a great season. I'd expect him to get his yards this week. Yeah, there'd be a lot of rushing attempts in this game <laughs> between the two yeah. teams, yeah. for sure. But yeah, I'm going Titans as well. Uh, they can't beat both the AFC. Um, championship people from last year and then come to this game and, and lay an egg. So I think I'm going to tie on the road. Wentz has played better than people thought overall, but I think last week he wasn't that good. Like a lot of them, the three PIs were very underthrown passes when you go back and look at the film. So I think I'm going to lean towards the Titans. Um, I've got the Colts under and I have the Titans to win the division. So I kind of need this this uh, Titans win here for, for, for betting purposes. So I'm going to lean into it. Go Titans minus one, I think. I'm, I'm surprised the spread wasn't a little bit bigger, actually. But I guess they, they did quite well in the second half, didn't they? The Colts against the 49ers. That probably made the difference, I guess. Yeah, they did, yeah. Cool. Uh, on to the later games then. So 9pm slots on Sunday. First game. Uh, let's go with the uh, the doozy first. Jags at Seahawks. Uh, look at the QBs. We've got Trevor Lawrence versus uh, Geno Smith. It's a, it's a big battle. Uh, Urban versus Pete, battle of the oldies there. So. Oh, mate, See, I, I hadn't thought about it in that way. What a coaching battle that is. USC versus Ohio State. I know, there we go. Seahawks are obviously home. They're favoured by three and a half. If Russell Wilson was playing, this line's going to be nine and a half, isn't it? For me, Absolutely. surely it's going to be nine and a half. <laughs> so, yeah, three and a half for Geno Smith. Um, I've still got to take the Seahawks. I, I just think DK can get enough done and, and Pete can cause some terrible third and ten draw plays that they end up converting. Uh, I just think the Seahawks are going to win by maybe, I don't know. I'd love if this was minus three. The half point does scare me, but I think maybe they could win by two field goals, maybe maybe six points, but it's not going to be a good game for the neutral. I don't think many people are going to be putting this game on their uh, on their red zone telly option, unfortunately. Mate, it cannot be any worse than Seahawks-Saints on Monday night. That was such a bad game. It was, yeah. But, uh, I mean, the only highlight was DK Metcalf, two receptions for 96 yards. The rest of the Seahawks' offense was absolutely woeful. Yeah, and I do regret my choice in one sense. I'm still going with it, but uh, they are actually playing a good quarterback. You know, someone who could have a two or three drive spell where they just hit every single throw. Trevor Lawrence can do that, and they could they could get 10 points. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but they could get 10 points in like three drives. And are the Seahawks really going to be able to get enough points to then score 14 points after that? It's difficult with the Seahawks offense, but I'm going to lean to it. But I think Trevor Lawrence could have a big game. Yeah, I'm actually going um, Jags just because... Um, Urban Meyer. 
Uh, oh, all of a sudden, it's two in a row if he wins this one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, 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 I'm going to take the points on the Jags there just because after watching the Seahawks Monday night, I just... Yeah, the Saints' defence is obviously much better than uh, the Jags' defence, but I just don't think the actual, the the Seahawks' offence is going to be able to produce much more. I see the peak at this of like a 20 points maybe for the Seahawks. I can't say if they score any more than that, then something really bad's gone wrong for Jacksonville again. So I'm going to nice. take Trevor Lawrence masterclass. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a clever choice. Uh, I slightly regret not doing that, but uh, too late to ch- too late to change. Uh, that's our first difference for a while now as well, so we're getting we're getting back on it. Uh, also, have you seen the Halloween outfits going around of uh, the guy wearing the Jags warm up gear? <laughs> yes, I yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got he's got a blonde stuffed doll on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> that's elite. That is an elite uh, fancy dress outfit. I, I appreciate that one. Uh, cool. Let's go to the next game then. Pats at the Chargers. This line surprised me a little bit. Uh, Chargers minus five at home to the Pats. I think Chargers offense has been really good. Pats offense has looked good at times. Um, obviously, the play calls are a bit bit strange. There's a lot of first down runs, not trusting Matt Jones, uh, even when he's having games that he plays well. Pats defense looks okay, and then it has a game against the Cowboys where it looks terrible. So that, that they're very up and down at the moment as a team. Uh, so I thought the line would be Chargers minus seven, to be honest. I was quite surprised when I, uh, when I saw minus five. Yeah, it could be that because obviously it was a bye week last week for the Chargers, wasn't it? And then the week before it was a clunker against the Ravens. So maybe that's evened out. This is the Sky game, by the way. <laughs> that's so shocking, isn't it? Yeah, over uh, Buccaneers Saints, which I thought was very interesting. The Sky Sports NFL Twitter feed was great after that. You know, it's my favourite tweet of the week. But <laughs> People get very irate about it, don't they? Yeah, they do, yeah. Well, there's not a million other ways to watch things now, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of like the Patriots uh, in this. They looked better, but you got to kind of look past that it was the Jets last week. So, but I do think that the Patriots are putting up more points than they were kind of at the start of the season. Apart from that, but don't know. I think you got to like the Chargers to bounce back in this. They just got exponentially more talent across the board. So. You're changing your pick mid-conversation there, I can uh, sense it, I'm not, sure. I'm not sure where you're going. Yeah, minus five, it's a bit of a weird number, isn't it? But I'm just not sure I can trust the Patriots' offence, so I've got to play it smart. I'm trying to claw back a six-point deficit against you, aren't I? So I'm going to go, I'll go charge minus five. Yeah, I've got charge minus five as well. I think the offence is too good. Uh, I do agree with you, actually. The, the Patriots offence is at least scoring the ball a bit better now. Very good in the red zone the last few weeks. Uh, where they scored like 20-odd against the Cowboys, and then you had the, the massive points against the Jets. So I think their offence is still pretty good, but Chargers with a good head coach and, and a week off, I just think the offence is going to come out on form. So hopefully they actually throw it to Keenan Allen a little bit more, because it was very strange in that Ravens game how little they targeted Keenan Allen at the time. So hopefully they can get that back into the offence a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, I'll go same. Chargers minus five. Uh, let's keep my six-point lead as long as possible. So I'll go with you on the, the Chargers there. Uh, next game then, we'll, we'll have we'll, we'll go for the bad game first. Washington football team at the Broncos. You've got Heineke versus Teddy. Broncos at home, favoured by a field goal, minus three, uh, which is, to be honest, is about what I thought. Uh, in this one, though, I'm going to take the football team straight off the bat. Football oh. team plus three. I'm going with the points. I'm a bit of a Broncos hater, as people who listen know. 
Uh, I'm going to go Heineke to throw a couple of bombs to, to Scary Terry. So I'm going to go plus three. I just don't think either team is good enough to take minus minus points with. So just take the plus points and don't oh, watch the game and hope you win. <laughs> can't believe you've done that. I was nailed on going Washington. I just, I just like Washington to win this game. Well, you've already got a few differences here. So you don't have to, you have to claw six points back in a week, mate. I do, I do. It's the, I just, it's the deficit. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm going to go Washington. Like you said, I think, I think they've just got more talent overall. Even though the defense is obviously, like we speak about every week. I love speaking about it, by the way, because it's meant to be top three defense, and they're not. So that's good <laughs> for the East. But. I, I like them to win this game. I, I'm not sure that how many more games the Broncos are actually going to win, you know, because they just don't look good at all on offence. You know, this is going to be a really low scoring game. This could be the lowest scoring of the week, or I could be completely wrong and it's an absolute, like, barn burner shootout game, but can't see it. Give me Taylor Heineke and three points. <laughs> yeah, do you reckon uh, this has got the... The, up there with the lowest points total of the week. Just having a quick look down, that or 49ers Bears, I guess. 49ers Bears is 39, which is pretty low. Uh, yeah, Broncos Washington, 44 and a half. Wow. Yeah, so Jets Cincinnati is also lower. Seahawks Jags is also lower. Uh, that's probably about it. But oh yeah, yeah. Seahawks Jags. Yeah, I can see a thirteen tenner. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the under though, forty four and a half personally in the Broncos football team for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Nice, cool. One game then left before we get into the the evening game, uh, the late game. Sorry. So we've got Bucks at Saints. Uh, this line surprised me as well. I know the Saints won the other day, uh, but only just against a pretty poor team. Bucks favoured by five and a half on the road. How is this spread not seven and a half? That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, especially with the offensive performance. I know it was terrible weather, wasn't it, and against um, Seattle the other night. But, yeah, Alvin Kamara, 20, 20 carries for 51 yards. It's like, God, scheme something up better than that, surely, for Alvin Kamara. It's, I know he got a lot of yards receiving, but... In fact, if you take Kamara's whole stat lines out, it looks like it was me and you at wide receiver for the Saints, <laughs> to be honest. It was, it was pretty bad, but you know, they got Mark Ingram back. I'm presuming he's going to play in this game. Yeah, cheeky cheeky trade that came down the wire yesterday, wasn't it? That was. Yeah, it was, yeah. I think, to be honest with you, I'm going to have to take the Buccaneers at minus 5.5. I can't trust... I can't trust Winston and what they're going to scheme up there. I think the Buccaneers keep on, that offense going to keep on rolling. Nice. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. This is one of my bets of the week. I think this is too good to, to turn down now. I just think that their offense is so good and the Saints' offense is so anemic that I just think that, uh, yeah, I just think they're just going to win quite comfortably. I think I think it should be seven and a half. If it was seven and a half, I'd think about taking the Saints because their defense on a day can, can be really good, can't it? But yeah, I'm going to go Bucks. Uh, Brady's got his mate a Bitcoin now in the stand to go with his signed balls and jersey. <laughs> so Brady's on fire. Patrick's less annoyed at the, the guy giving the ball back now. So everyone's happy. <laughs> mate, people, when I, when I put that tweet out the other day, people were saying, oh, I'd have just given it back. Well, guess yeah, what, mate? I'd have paid my house off. <laughs> it's a lot of money, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of money. But he's got his Bitcoin now, so he's, uh, he's happy with that. 
Uh, I watched a uh, NBA game last night as well, by the way, where someone made a half-court shot for two hundred thousand, um, well, two thousand dollars worth of cryptocurrency, and I was thinking like. They're going to stitch that guy up and give him it in like many tiny currencies, aren't they? Rather than all on like Bitcoin, they're going to give him in all these awful coins. And just made me think like, say Tom Brady should have done the same. He should have given like a Dogecoin for. Yeah, that's like crazy. Where was that game? That was the Dallas game, the Q R game. So Cuban, obviously, who loves crypto, was. Oh, the, so uh, it's in Dallas as well. Oh, that, yeah, Dallas fan. Yeah, he called bank as well. He shouted bank as he threw it and it hit, hit the backboard and went in. But uh, yeah, that, that was quite a fun one. It reminded me of the Brady incident a little bit because I think in, those guys have had crazy... One person caught a ball, well, got given a ball by Evans and the other guy hit a random bank shot that he put all his weight behind and they both managed to come away with like over $100,000 worth of gear, which I think is, is pretty crazy. Uh, let's go to the late game then. This game's changed a little bit since I sent it to you. So Cowboys at Vikings. The line was Cowboys minus two. It's come out now that Dak's still injured and they're not sure if he's going to play. So the line has flipped all the way to Vikings minus three, um, which doesn't say on your sheets. I thought I'd let you know. Vikings minus three. Oh. Yes, yes. So not plus anymore. Minus three. They're the favourites. Um, and you know you know what I'm like? I can't give up on these Vikings. The only games they've lost this year are to the Cardinals. Was it Cardinals, Browns and Bengals? Three pretty good teams. And they've been pretty close in all the others. But plus points on the Cowboys, if Dak does end up playing, that's a hell of a bet as well. So I'm really torn on this one. I think it's a hard line of that Vikings minus three. Oh, mate, that's completely shot me. What a trick that is. I've got on here. I've been thinking Cowboys minus two and a half. I like the Vikings, but oh, wow. Keeps big. Do you, Co- do you like the Vikings Rush. minus three? That's the thing. Cooper Rush would be the QB for the Cowboys. Dak doesn't play I ain't taking Cooper Rush, I promise you that. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go I'm gonna gamble that Mr. Prescott's gonna play. I'm gonna go Cowboys plus three. And if I'm wrong, I'll be happy because that means the Vikings probably won. Yeah, I was gonna go Cowboys as well, but I feel bad for you that I'm dominating the competition with the six point lead. So let's go <laughs> back, let's go back to the well and go back <laughs> to my boy Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Mr. Plexiglass instead of vaccinations. <laughs> King Kirk Cousins of the uh, former Washington fame. I'm going to go with him to win this game. Uh, there's some good receivers in this game, by the way. You have Thielen, Jefferson, Cooper and C.D. Lamb all going at each other in this game. That's a pretty elite lineup. And then the running backs as well. What we've got the best, maybe apart from Kareem Hunt, you've got the best backup running backs and two of the best running backs in the league as well. So um, pretty fun uh, offensive let- line. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook's back as well, isn't he? So that makes a difference. Let's just go for Dak Prescott then, because that then that's the full slate, isn't it? And that's an absolutely brilliant matchup. Yeah, I think if Dak plays, I, I'm I'm probably going to lose the bet. But I'm just going Vikings, Vikings minus three. Keep it interesting. I want to expand on my domination. That's the plan. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, whilst we're here, then we're not we're not sure what plans are for recording next week, so we're going to do the Monday Night Football game as well. Uh, not good. Featuring my very own Kansas City Chiefs and also, when I was a child, my New York Giants, because my dad was a Giants fan. The Giants at Chiefs, Chiefs at home, favoured by, it was nine and a half. Whilst we're here, let me check that, because uh, I've got a sneaky feeling it might have changed to 10. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Uh, Chiefs minus eight now. Chiefs minus eight. Uh, you already know where I'm going with this, which is why we're doing this one today rather than waiting, because there's no point. <laughs> I'm going to go Chiefs minus eight. 
Uh, I think they win by a couple of touchdowns, very similar to the Eagles game where they just bounce back. The problem with the Chiefs is they keep having a bounce back game and then next week, again, they've got the Packers and they keep performing terribly against these good offences. So my worry would be the same thing happens. But in this game, I think uh, Eli Manning and Peyton Manning on the Manning cast on ESPN, I'll be watching that. Uh, and hopefully I'll be watching them talk about how Mahomes has uh, lit up the Giants. But we'll see. This could be a four turnover game and the Chiefs win by that like, one point in the last second. That's the way the season's going. But I'll take Chiefs minus eight. And I already know where you're going to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to take like team bias out of it. So I'd just go kind of team from the NFC East who's at two and five, go into a three and four AFC West team, ignoring that it's the Chiefs. Three and four, eight points. Mate, I've got to go the Chiefs, and I'd be ridiculous not to. <laughs> I thought you were going NFC East all the way then. <laughs> you got, although I'd expect Daniel Jones to get some yards in this game. Probably get another catch, wouldn't he? Yeah. 50-yard bomb or something, probably. But we'll see who turns the ball over more. Something I didn't think I'd be saying six months ago. Patrick Mahomes or Daniel Jones. Uh, I pray that it's Daniel Jones. But yeah, both of us on minus eight then. Um, You've got to be having there. This is the first time they've had a, a, a Manning cast game where Eli actually gets to talk about his own team. Do you think that's going to be an interesting listen for fans? Because I've actually think the Manning cast has been way better than the normal broadcast. Yeah, it's been good. I mean, like, obviously, I haven't watched it live, but I've been kind of like catching up with it after. They're having like good guests on and everything, aren't they? It's just just two really likeable guys. I mean, what was that program that um, Peyton did on like the NFL Network? Where he went round everywhere. I can't remember actually. Peyton's places, I think it was called. Yeah, that was good as well. Yeah, that was just fantastic. So it's just two great characters, aren't they? Even though at the outset, when they was in the football careers, you would, you don't actually expect those two to look like they'd have sort of uber personalities. But yeah, I love. I think Eli's really funny as well. I think. Eli yeah, really yeah. So cool. just wait till yeah. the uh, nephew gets there. He's going to be good. Archie is going to be good. Yeah. He's committed now, isn't he, to Old Miss? Or is it Texas? I'm not actually sure. Is he committed? I thought he was committed. I might be wrong. Um, in the betting, I know that Texas was well favoured in the end. Um, apparently, Eli says so many coaches have offered to come on the Manning cast, and then they'd be like, oh, but do you know where your uh, nephew's committing? And he's like, oh, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> no, so, no, he, he's still not committed. He's in Clemson this weekend, visiting with Clemson, so... Spencer Rattler's future home, Clemson. Yeah, he could see. be. We'll see, we'll see. But yeah, no, that Manning cast is pretty good. Only fault with it, I would say, is if you watch it on like a TV app, like Apple TV or Samsung TV or whatever, because uh, so they've got the screen on the left, obviously, with their camera, and then underneath they've got like a, like a ticker with like stats and scores. The actual game is quite small on the screen, um, so that's quite frustrating. So I recommend you put the normal screen on and then put the commentary on on your phone or your iPad or something next to it because otherwise it can get a bit annoying trying to watch like the first down marker being so far away you can't see it in the screen. Yeah, I mean, you can send that feed back to uh, ESPN, can't you? Yeah, I can. Once I listen to them uh, gloss all about the homes, hopefully, on Monday, I can, uh, I'll can. i do some feedback. But if Danny Jones does like a 60-yard t- TV bomb after 30 seconds, I'm turning it off go to bed. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> Wake up 42-3 to the Giants on Tuesday morning. Yeah, then I'll retire from podcasting for the <laughs> rest of 2021-2022. But we'll see. So here we go. That means for this week we have, I think we have uh, five differences. 
from the early slate we have, I've gone with the Bills minus 13 and a half. You've gone for Dolphins plus 13 and a half. I've gone for Lions plus three and a half. You've gone for Eagles minus three and a half. I've gone for the 49ers minus three and a half. You've gone for the Bears plus three and a half. Then in the 9 p.m. slate, I've gone Seahawks minus three and a half. You've gone Jags plus three and a half. And then Sunday Night Football, I've somehow been talked myself into Vikings minus three, and you're going for Cowboys plus three. So some good games there. We've gone different. Some weeks, our differences are all me picking plus points, you picking minus, or vice versa. There's a few interesting games there. Uh, I've just got a sneaky feeling that could all uh, rely on the Jags and the Lions, which is two games you don't want your season to rely on, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> My, I always seem to rely on like awful teams. I've just looked down the list. Jags, Eagles, Bears, Dolphins. Oh, God. <laughs> There's some uh, very well-known franchises there. At least they're well-established across America. That's the, <laughs> the Jags. That's the only uh, that's the only positive. But yeah, there's our uh, our week eight preview there. Remember to go follow us at Go for Two Podcast. There won't be a, a mini pod this weekend because I'm away. Uh, but we're still going to get Tyler to, pick, to tweet out his fantasy picks for us on our Twitter account. So you can follow that on on Sunday morning. Uh, we'll still tweet out some best bets as well Sunday. Uh, maybe I'll convince Patrick to find out which of these bad teams he likes the most, and he can call that his best bet of the week. I've got a feeling it's going to be the Eagles, minus three and a half, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, enjoy the weekend of football, guys, and we'll speak to you soon. Yeah, speak to you soon, guys. 